It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires, and uh, I'm the host of this podcast. Today, I am joined by a group of people, which is really fun. Uh, It's the Red Letter Society. And uh, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and uh, kick us off and kind of introduce yourself, and then we'll go around and kind of introduce everybody. Absolutely. Well, my name is Jordan West. I am currently at the Heights Baptist Church as a young adult pastor, so I spend most of my time teaching and and preaching and leading small groups and all that kind of stuff, but then also uh, get to go and travel and lead worship with Red Letter Society. And I also work with um, our worship, some of our worship teams at my church. Uh, I was actually a worship pastor for eight years prior to about a year ago when I made this switch to be more of a teaching role at my church. So it's been uh, it's been a new adventure, but it's been a really fun and exciting one. Uh, I love it. I love it. What about you, Tyler? Uh, I am a worship leader at a church called Village here in the Richmond area as well. And I've been doing that for about five years now at that church. I love it. And then is it Alex or going Alexandra? There's I got both. I got both. Uh, either one. You can call me Alex if you want. Great, Alex. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell, tell us about you. Tell us about Alex. I am a stay-at-home mom to three daughters. My oldest is four, and then we have a two-and-a-half and a four-month-old. Um, and I just get to lead worship with Red Letter Society and as a volunteer at my church. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can uh, one, can someone kind of uh, tell us about Red Letter Society? What is? Um, yeah, Jordan, why don't, why don't you t- tell us about what that looks like? Yeah, so Red Letter Society started uh, a while ago now, actually. We we started because all of us met in college, and we became very fast friends, very quick friends. And we ended up finding ourselves all in the Richmond area after college. We kind of moved away and done a couple different things, internships and all over the states, and ended up moving to be in full-time ministry uh, all in Virginia. And so we just started meeting on Tuesday nights to have dinner together and we would be able to know what's going on in each other's lives and and through, uh, praying together and then starting to make music together. We ended up starting writing songs and then really felt that the passage in Psalm chapter 40, which says that I was in the miry clay, I was in the bog, but the Lord took me out and he set my feet on the solid rock. And I sang a new song unto the Lord, a song of testimony. And when people heard it, they feared God. And we just began to believe that writing songs for our churches and writing songs for Virginia uh, is something that's powerful. Because when we sing the song of the testimony of what God has done in our life and the testimony of what he's done in the Bible and the testimony of the gospel, when people hear that, they fear God. And so that's kind of how we ended up starting. We started so leading worship at extra events at our church because all of us were at different churches. We actually have five or six churches represented at any given time at, at in our team. And 
uh, that's kind of how we started. So we started doing that little extra events. We played, you know, outside and people would show up and we'd worship one time we had over a hundred people like drive up and we were outside at somebody's house. The parking was a nightmare. That's and, awesome. Uh, it, it was just That's really cool. And we started writing these songs and then all of a sudden people start singing them, um, at camps and at their own church and, and in conferences and, and things like that. And it's just been amazing to see something that, uh, even as you're, as you're, podcast is called the table something that literally started at a dinner table yep uh is now as now something that we consider to be a ministry that's so good i'm a part of a network of worship leaders out here in uh, northern california and uh, a couple weeks ago we did a worship night at a coffee shop with all of us and uh there was like there was like a hundred people at a coffee shop Mm -hmm. that doesn't seat a hundred people let's just put it that way and (laughs) uh, we're out on the patio and it was it was so much fun so i totally understand that like that space of like being together with your worship leader friends and, you know, getting, getting to worship together and, um, and being out in a place like that. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, let's this month we're talking about conflict and conflict and teams and people, um, and what that can look like. Cause uh, let's be honest, it happens in amongst your dealing with creatives and people and life and ministry. Um, for you guys, you guys write and record together. How do you handle creative differences as a team? Because that they're going to come up when you're writing, and you're going to come up with, uh, like in a song, especially in song. I'm in a lot of songwriting circles where it's like one person goes, "This isn't a good idea," and you're like, "That's not a good idea," and or whatever the case is, kind of all encompassing. And you guys are also producing records and releasing them. So as a team, how do you handle the creative differences um, all around? I would say punching. Punching bags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, step one, just take them out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, you, do, you do some. Do some of those the uh, rage rooms together every so often, <laughs> things of that nature. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. No, but but one of the best ways um, that with me and Jordan we get together. Um, <laughs> a lot and and write together and just kind of putting it all out on the table of like, if you bring an idea, expect it to get torn apart. And so if you have something that you're not willing to get torn apart, then don't say it. Um, and (laughs) and we kind of, that's yeah, we made that pretty clear early on. And I think that has helped over the past few years of being able to show up and say like, Hey, here's an idea I have. I'm more than open for you to make it better. Yeah, knowing that it comes from a like a a place of that they're not tearing you down, it's making the making the idea better. I, I love that. Mm. Jordan, Alice, you guys have some thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh one of the best examples I can think of was um at two really quick ones. We were writing a song called 100 Times and um I had like a little um a, a bridge that I really liked. I was working on it like really hard. And Tyler had a journal entry that he had written. And both of those are really, really personal. And um, both of those things were things that uh, I think we were scared to bring to the conversation because we know that we're kind of a savage group. And so uh, we, we don't want to, you know, bringing it up, knowing that we're going to have some tweaks. And so I remember 
bringing those there and having the conversation and that being able to end up coming up with one of our, our, the worship songs that we really just love to sing. And so kind of sometimes the best advice for dealing with conflict is knowing that it's not from a place of tearing each other down, like you said, but trying to come up with the best idea. And when we come up with the best idea, we're able to serve God's people better because that's our goal is to yep. serve God's people. And so when we were able to work through that, we ended up with a song that was far more powerful and far more uh, singable for, for people and ended up being really something special. The other one was um, a song that uh, is called Surrendered Hearts. And this song has like, I think, 12 different versions of it that have floated around out here uh, because none of us would ever agree on what the song ought to be or should be. And so uh, Tyler had kind of got this chorus and, and Tyler always wants to come out with a folks album, like a folksy album. And so one way that we've handled conflict is uh, I finally agreed to that we're going to do a Tyler Landis worship album. Uh, that's that's probably announced for the first time on this podcast. Um, and, <laughs> and so I don't know when it's going to come out, but we're starting to work on it. And it's just going to be all the songs, very singer songwriter. And that comes, but that comes to the, um, when that song came to the band, uh, we, we have a little bit more of that rock influence. And then we had someone sing it, uh, Todd Holloway, who is, uh, like country rock kind of in his, even in his, in his vocal texture and the way he talks and sings and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, not quite California, more like Virginia and North Carolina, um, and, uh, and Alabama almost. And, uh, anyways, he sang it and it was not what we thought it would be at all. And that whole, that whole writing process ended up just kind of saying yes to the team that we were working with and no to our own ideas. Cause we kept having to say no to our own ideas over and over and over and over and over again until the, the song came. So it was really dying to ourselves in that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Alex, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's funny. Surrendered Hearts was the exact example that I thought of also because I remember walking through that process with Tyler and kind of a gentle letdown, a loving letdown, like, oh, maybe we'll do it later a different way. <laughs> um, but in in my opinion, the best version still has not come out yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be too soon. Save it, save it. Um, and so... All that to say, I think bringing an attitude of deference to the team and mutual submission at the end of the day, like you said, we're producing in excellence what we can for the glory of the Lord. And so when you come at it with that perspective and when you come prepared for that, then you recognize that people are not tearing down you as a person. They're tearing down and constructively criticizing your ideas so that we can better serve the Lord because we truly believe that two are better than one in this instance. Um, and then I think from a practical standpoint, we also were typically willing to indulge the creative. And so we're willing to walk down the road a little bit because, Hey, what if this is the best idea we've ever come up with? Yeah. Um, and so we're willing to walk down the road a little bit, but then have the wisdom to recognize if, all right, this one's going to be a dead end, you know? Um, and so I think there's a balance, uh, when you're working with a team. Yeah. I think being willing, willing to fail is a way to savagely say what Alex said is like, 
sometimes the creative idea really is, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but being, being willing to do that is, is important. He's love- not here today. We have our no guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's everybody needs the no guy, but he needs the no guy. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you guys' approach to it is not like attack the person and that I feel like as a creative, it is that can be perceived that way as, as the creative going, this is something that I made something that I'm, coming across as, but if it's a safe place, um, then it, that, that is a, that's a, it kind of lays that foundation. And like on a worship team at a church, um, there are, I mean, there are times when you just kind of go, uh, you're not, people bring the ideas to the, you know, to the conversation about band arrangements and song ideas and, you know, harmonies and just kind of creative Mm -hmm. elements. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of manage and not, you know, not shoot people down. Um, but also make sure that it's, coming from a place of love and care. And so, yeah, Jordan, what are you thinking? Um, Yeah, I was thinking that one of the things that we really didn't quite nail it on the head is when we're writing songs, it's not about ourselves. And so especially in worship music, it's not about ourselves. And so if I put all of my identity into a song then it's not really for the church and we really want to write songs for the church to sing and we really want to write songs for God's people. And so if I'm all about what I want to do, then the creative process is going to be very difficult. And so if you're writing just to express yourself, then it's, then that whole creative process is going to be challenging. Almost like just establishing the, you're establishing the why to what you're doing and making sure that everybody's on the same page. Yes, sir. It's good. Yeah. What do you think of Tyler? Yeah, it shows a lot of trust to, um, to, to bring an idea to the table and say, Hey, I have this idea and I really genuinely believe that you all can make it better. And so, cause I think a lot of times if we're honest with ourselves, we believe we have the best ideas, um, which I was listening to a podcast the other day and it said many times you have 10 ideas and number 11's your best one and the first 10 are, not good. Mm. Um, and a lot of times by, by 11, we feel tired and burned out and, and we like, and we're bummed that the first 10 weren't good. But a lot of times that's the beauty of like that collaborative process is you can have an idea and a group of people will say, Hey, in my context, in my context, in my context, in my context, this is how it works best. And you can end up with, um, a product that is going to have the most reach because of that. So good. Now, as a as a team member and a, and kind of connected to a group of people, how can I develop myself so that I'm not triggered when conflict arises? How can I make sure that I'm like not not necessarily in the group, but like by myself over here? Like, what should I be doing to make sure that what I'm one what what I'm contributing and two who I am is is actually prepared to be a part of a group of people developing the creative process? Yeah, Tyler. I think one of the best ways that I've found for myself is, um, I mean, just like what the Bible says, dying to self. Um, but one thing that I think makes Jordan laugh sometimes is he'll, he'll get excited about a song and he'll be like, yeah, I remember the song. I'm like, what song is that again? What, like, <laughs> like when did we write that? And, and it's definitely taken a bit of a process, but there's an element now where, um, you can very creatively be involved with something and give your ideas, but like, you're not, um, you're not like 
in a sense, taking all of that responsibility on yourself so that it's, it's not wrapped up in who you are. It's wrapped up in what the product is or what the song is. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jordan, you have some thoughts there? Um, yeah, I think for me, uh, having friends that will, will hold me accountable to it, I think has been the most important thing for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of times I just can really, I can be bullheaded in a lot of ways. And so, um, I need, I need people that are going to speak to me and I have people that are everyone on this team are people that can speak into my life and just tell me, um, you know, <laughs> when I need to sit down <laughs> basically, but, you know, I think I, and the reason I say that is because while that might be in a teamwork, I don't think God has ever designed my walk with him to be something that is totally isolated or on my own. And I've tried to do a lot of my life on my own. It's just not a very good idea. And so, um, I'll never forget. I was at, um, I was at lunch again at a table, um, and, uh, Kyle and Alexandra were sitting across the table from me and my wife and, and Kyle said, you know, Hey, we're moving into this area and, and we need to be intentional about fostering our friendship. And what a weird sentence to say. Um, and from that, my whole, my relationship with them, but also the way that I handle relationships changed. And now when I, when I'm coming to anything, I, it's not, I, I, I want to glorify God. I want to serve other people. And so having people that can keep that in check on myself, because sometimes I don't even have the eyes to see it. And yeah. sometimes I'll be moving in a way that's, that's not glorifying God and, and someone can speak into my life and, and put that in check. So even though that's something that bringing into a, a team, I think you have to get to a place where you're humble enough to, to ask for people to speak into your life. That's great. And actually physically invite them in. I love yeah. how you how you said um, I love how you said fostering the relationship and like actually yeah. bringing that into the you're like this is yeah. going to be a word statement but here it comes and we're gonna Kyle said it not me he said oh, it to Kyle me said, and right. I'm like well that's, that's weird exactly and then I, yeah. but I've never forgotten it like I'll never forget it and yeah. they've become you know obviously Alexander's here on the on this podcast as well but you know Kyle and and I are. Uh, we work together at the, at, at the Heights and we, we, man, that's, that's such a, d a deep relationship now that uh, I can't imagine not having that really weird conversation, uh, you know, at just some random restaurant, you know, I don't think I've ever been back. Like, you know, it's, but that <laughs> moment has marked my entire life. You're like, you want to eat there? Not really. Remember last time we were no. there? That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. We're not doing that. Our whole, here. our whole, our whole friendship changed last time we had lunch there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it the way it is. Thank you. That's right. No. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Alex, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Obviously, there was an intentionality there in our friendship that then built trust, and now when um, we approach one another, it's always coming from a place of trust, and I think that's huge in a team. And so part of learning not to be triggered when conflict arises will be taking intentional steps to build trust with your teammates. And that's going to be outside of the worship set. That's going to be outside of a Sunday morning, um, outside of some of those responsibilities that are going on. The other thing that I thought of is simply from a biblical perspective is just being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yep. Um, and making that who you are. I mean, that's what we're all called to. We're all called 
um, in that upwards trajectory of sanctification. And so um, when we want to talk about not being easily offended, that's how it's going to be. Um, learning how to work as part of a team passages like Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 13, are we acting in love? Um, are we letting love be our overriding rule? Is all that we're doing being done in love toward one another? Um, are we doing our best to live peaceably with all men? And so kind of running those questions um, through ourselves and then allowing our team members who we've built avenues of trust with to then hold us accountable will make a world of difference as we start to manage conflict within a team. I love it. Now, con conflict and resolution is a part of every story. And I mean, no matter how you spin it, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a lover of Disney and Pixar and the, their films. And we watch a lot of movies at, at, at our house. And we just got back from Disneyland, actually. And uh, and watching conflict and, and resolution, it kind of makes a story. And I think in in a team, we in a in a group of scenarios, sometimes we like try and shy away from conflict or sweep it under the rug but in in all reality it can actually make your team stronger and and make your team stronger when you when when you see have a problem and it becomes resolved um kind of moving forward and moving forward together now how do you find resolution when conflict arises it's a big question um but like as a team it's like where how do you kind of take a step towards what a, what a moment of resolution would be when there's something. Obviously, it depends on what the thing is. Um, but Jordan, you want to take us off on that one? Yeah, so I think the best thing that you can do is whatever whatever your team is. So if it's a church worship team, you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. If it's a uh, parachurch ministry, like a podcast or, or like um, our ministry with writing music, you, you have to know why you're doing it. You have to have that agreed upon by the whole team. Um and then when you have conflict, it's not, you have to remove it from just, well, my opinion and your opinion, you have to have something that, uh, helps us kind of reach a standard together. Yep. Right. And so, um, obviously we have the Bible, uh, that's helpful. <laughs> you Truth. know, uh, God has given us a standard. God has given us a way. So a lot of things we 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 look to the authority of the Bible if it's something like that. If it's something that's really just a matter of opinion or, or things like that, we can come together and we say, "Hey, this is what we said that we are working together to accomplish." Yep. And then we can discuss whether or not our differences are working together to accomplish that thing. So, um, you know, sometimes what we end up talking about is. Uh, whether or not events are are we're able to to do the events, um, you know, all of us are married and and have children and and all these things, and so there's things that that can come up on those things. And and am I serving my church if I leave my church to go do those events and things like that? So one of the things that we talked about really early was whether or not we are going to do Sunday morning uh, worship experiences at, at people's churches. And that's a very valid conversation because you would imagine if you're going to have a worship ministry, then you would want to fill up Sundays and go yep. do that. But our heart is for local churches. And so that means that, uh, how can I go serve local churches if I abandon my own local church? And that was one of the conversations that we ended up having, in a lot of ways. And so that's, you know, we, we've had conversations where we could 
I, I don't want to say take things to the next level. That sounds kind of weird, but where we've had opportunities where we could do more, um, that were, that would be great opportunities and, and be able to go do stuff. And we say, Hey, you know what? Our, our, our biggest commitment is to our own home church. Yep. And, um, and so that's what we serve first. And so that's one of those things that we've, we had to talk about why we're doing things. And then when we had the, okay, well, do we want to do this? Do we want, we, we were saying, well, our goal together, what we agreed upon is, is that. So I think that would be, be my first, first advice. And that yeah. is make sure, you know, your goal, like what is your goal as a team? And then, then you can make sure that all your differences are, are, are aligned to serving the goal. And a lot of times that compromise isn't, isn't coming up with a lesser option. It's actually coming up with um, something that is, is building up towards a even better vision of what it could be. And the other advice is really simple. It's not as long winded uh, is, is make sure you always have odd numbers uh, in the group. <laughs> and so that way you can vote. <laughs> um, I, I, I joke a little bit, but uh, seriously, sometimes you need to have more than one person in the conversation. So that way you can kind of have a, um, a bit of a tiebreaker, uh, and, and speak into a, a conflict. We, we have conflict a lot on our team, a lot of strong opinions. Uh, and so we always need someone else. All right, we're, we're, we're button heads about this guys. What do you think about that? Bringing somebody else in to speak. Yeah. To it. Well, on your guys' team, you have a room full of leaders and that, that is, Typically, in a, in, a, in, a, in a church scenario, it might be a leader surrounded by a team who there's like a there's a definite person that's that's going to be like the end of the decision is on that person's shoulders. But mm-hmm. as you guys, it's like you're in a room full of leaders, which can be awesome or it can be terrible. Like it can be, you know, and so mm-hmm. um, I love that you guys saw a potential conflict and you said, how do we before we even get there? How do we how do we um, make sure that we don't run through that and actually cause conflict, um, in, you know, in our churches and in our people around us. And, um, so that's, that's amazing. Tyler, I would or, say, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say on a church, a church standpoint, um, you know, one of the ways that I handle conflict is, uh, man, I just look at the Bible that Matthew 18 says that we go one-on-one and we confront, if that doesn't work, then, uh, we bring in somebody else. And then if that doesn't work, then we bring in leadership and then we bring in like pastors and then we continue to move and and escalate the thing. I think a lot of times when we have conflict, our first, our first gut reaction is to bring somebody else into the room and escalate the conflict. And all of a sudden, just something that could have really just been a, Hey, I think we disagree and, and have a, have conflict resolution ends up being this whole thing that, that in church world can cause drama, can cause gossip and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, as, as a pastor, I deal with that a lot at our church where people just, just go talk to that person first, and then we can, we can continue to do that. And, and the, the Bible says that the Holy spirit will anoint us and unite us together in love and peace. And so that's my prayer is, is that we handle things in that biblical way. And then we're, we're united in, in his spirit and in his peace. I love that. Tyler, Alex, you guys have some thoughts on, on that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think a lot of times just being able to um, keep the line of conversation open is extremely important when dealing with conflict. I think it's good to know and learn how other people, um, like take that advice and take correction. 
Um, because sometimes like from, for me personally, a lot of times it's easier to think about it for a second and then say what I actually mean rather than just saying what was on my head at the, in that second where I might not actually mean what I just said. Um, and I think that's very important with a team of, if the team feels open, um, that if someone has an issue, they're going to share it, then they also feel open to share thoughts and ideas that they have. So this podcast is called The Table. Um, and I believe good conversation happens around good food. Uh, so if I was going to come over to your guys's house for dinner, Jordan, let's start with you. What would be on the table? What would be, what would you be serving? Easy, easy answer. Uh, so my wife is, is half Korean. And so if you were over for dinner, we would have bulgogi. Uh, we'd have kimchi, we'd have uh, sticky rice, and uh, man, we would be eating so much food, uh, but it'd definitely be a Korean meal. Sounds delicious. I don't know any yeah. of the things you just said, but I'm I'm in. Whatever <laughs> whatever just happened, I'm in. I'm in. Tyler, Tyler, what about you? If I was coming over to your house for dinner, what would be on the table? There's a very high chance that we'd be having smash burgers or pizza. Or smoked meats, very American in this household. <laughs> all good, all good things, all good things, all good things. Alex, what about you? If I was coming over to your house for dinner, what would be on the table? Um, summertime or summertime menu, I would probably choose. There's this creamy lemon chicken pasta that I've made with some broccoli, and we'd have cheesecake for dessert because it's my favorite. I'm coming to Virginia. That and then we're gonna. That's what that's. That's what <laughs> that sounds like. You can do three meals in a row. We'll three meals in a row. That's a great scenario right there. I love this question because uh, I ask it at the end of every podcast because it it uh, it it is uh, it it's very different depending on who the person is and you kind of get you kind of get a you kind of get a sense for like the person and kind of what 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 their life looks like and um everybody likes to eat so it's it's always it's always fun to end that way yes um tell us how we can connect with you guys and you guys have a record coming out records coming out and you're always putting out music and stuff so tell us a little bit about that jordan how do we how do we connect with you guys yeah so i think the best way uh to connect with us obviously through social media is always is always really helpful um our biggest uh our most consistent ways of, of communicating are always Spotify, um, in any digital platform that you stream music and then Instagram and YouTube. Okay. And so red letter society, um, is you, you look that up, you can find us. Um, and we, we do, we do put out music all the time. It seems like we always have some new recording coming out basically once a month. Uh, and, we try have, to work. You have Tyler's project coming at some point. At- yeah. Tyler's project's going to come <laughs> at some point. That's going to be really great. Uh, so in October, we probably would have started recording it uh, by now and we'll have it out. Probably that feels like, a, you know, it feels like a summer one. So it might not come out till next summer. If it's super folksy, depends on how things go, you know, I love um, it. so all of the, <laughs> all of the levels are at, at red letter society. Um, yeah, and- so I think uh, our our YouTube is Red Letter Society Music. Okay. Um, so, but everything else you can probably find is just looking up Red Letter Society. I love it. I appreciate you guys hanging out today. I know you guys have busy schedules, and um, and it's just I, you could be doing anything. And so I appreciate you hanging out for the podcast and kind of sharing your wisdom on what 
what it takes to be in a team and what it takes to be a part yeah. of a team. Um, and it's, it's like we said earlier, it's messy. It is a messy process yeah. and it, it can be messy, but it can also be amazing. Um, and I honestly believe creatives, creatives specifically are better together than isolated mm-hmm. and, um, good things come out of bouncing your ideas off of people around you. And as much as it was fear, fearful to say, what do you think of this? Um, and I love oh, you guys, uh, I think it was Tyler that said it earlier, like planning on the idea being ripped to shreds is, is great. You just got to know that, mm-hmm. but know that the other side of that is a better, is a better scenario. And, mm-hmm. um, and that people aren't attacking you. They're attacking, they're, they're looking at the thing and to trying to help it become better. And so, um, yeah. you think about it, like going to the gym, like you have to like break down things to make them stronger and. Um, Absolutely. I can't believe I just used a gym reference. Just put it that way. And so anyway, (laughs) (laughs) you guys are awesome. Everybody, thanks again for hanging out today and we'll see you guys next week.